And the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. And a man became a living being. You'll find that in God's word. In the Latin, there's a phrase, Amajo Dei, which means made in the image of God. My friends, welcome to season eight of Joining Souls Community, hanging with Mr. Rogers. The premise of this podcast is to highlight the work, gifts, and contributions to our communities all around the world. This is a passion project in life that I see as a personal responsibility to make aware of those around the world about all the positive and life-changing work happening everywhere. We just have to find it and share it and talk about it via a platform that will get the most positive exposure. Join me in the lovely adventurous journey that is Enjoying Souls. Talk to you. Well, understand, literally yesterday, we were out, round about driving around, and... Um, Hailstones. Oh, what's that? Hailstones, really bad weather. Yeah, yes. I know, I saw it. Yeah, I mean, to the point, to the point where it covered the road as if it was a snowstorm, at least momentarily, and... Um, yeah, so needless to say, that was that was pretty interesting to watch. Sadly, I, I saw a, a couple of individuals on foot. This poor guy was just ducking for cover, and <laughs> I, I literally I went I went to stop to see if I could. It already run under. Um, there was a, a home close by with a little awning porch, and he just ducked under there. But anyway, it yeah, and it just reminded us, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> that, wow. The weather is crazy over there, isn't it? It it is, it is, it is. But you know, that the sunsets. Mhm, mhm, mhm. The sunsets are beautiful. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's the latest. Today is actually a lot. It's doing a little better. Um, which Good. I, I'm sitting here um, doing. Uh, I had some some work to do, working from home a little bit, uh-huh. and. Good. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm staring out my window. I can see out my window. I'm like, oh, gosh, I, I neglected my cutting my grass uh, this weekend. <laughs> it can wait. Don't worry. It can wait. There's I know. more important I, things to do, like talk to me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I agree. Well, <laughs> well, well, listen, look, mm. audience, look, you, you guys, if, if you ever have the, the opportunity of meeting, Tara, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, bear, bear in mind, I should let all of your listeners know, poor Kevin not the most unfortunate no. way of meeting me. <laughs> hey, guys, listen, look, we were, I, in, as you guys know, I, I drive Lyft on the weekends, and, and, and Tara was in, in the backseat with, with her friend Joyce, and <laughs> And 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 she, then she made me blush. She said something that uh, <laughs> that made me blush, and and then we, you know, we continued talking. I was like, wow, you know, this this is a pretty pretty awesome lady here. I, uh, you know, she she has to be some kind of movie star or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, <laughs> you're so cute. Definitely not a movie star. Um, no, and I, but she she's pretty modest. Anyway, look. Tara, you you've had um, as far as uh, just a life of fashion, some television, um, yep. and then and philanthropy. 
as far as refugees and things like that. And I know we, uh, yeah. we talked about that. We, we definitely wanted to get into that. Uh, with mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So shall I kind of like summarize? Sure. I'll just like, it, because I hate talking about my, I hate, actually, I don't like using that word hate. Yeah. I don't like talking about myself too much, but, um, I'm Irish. I live in the Middle East, mm-hmm. which is, I live in Kuwait, but Kuwait is now totally still shut down because of COVID, so I can't return I, back. Mm. So I've been um, in Ireland, but I've been in the States for the past few months, annoying Kevin and doing some stuff in LA. Mm-hmm. But I have a public relations and media company in the Middle East, and I also work in television as a TV presenter. Mm-hmm through at the Middle East and also I do some TV shows in LA from time to time. Mm-hmm. I specialize in fashion and beauty, but that's very surface. That's my career, you know, and I'm a firm believer in, especially I, I'm sure every single one of your listeners can see the conflict that's going on at the moment between mm-hmm. Israel and Palestine, which yes. is, just and you know what's been really interesting for me a lot of americans have actually messaged me on my social media to thank me for everything that i'm posting because yes a lot of media it's actually blocked in the states so you don't see the true horrific stories of what's actually happening in palestine Mm. so one thing i would urge all of your listeners to do is perhaps Mm. to really get into the nitty gritty and educate themselves as to what's happening. I don't want this to turn into a whole political religious kind of thing, but living in the Middle East, I feel it's my duty specifically Mm -hmm. to educate those from outside of the, because I'm a very lucky human, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm Irish. Mm -hmm. I live in the Middle East. I interact with mainly just all Muslims I can tell a very different side to what some people perceive Muslims to be suicide bombers and all this kind of right. nonsense right right which they're not I also have a really good platform within the states where I work with fashion week so I bring designers from around the Middle East to the states okay um so it also gives designers you know a, a bit of an edge they have an irish pr representing them in the middle east so i can give different insights into how educated middle eastern women are as well because this is something i tend to find in america they think oh my god do you have to cover up and no i don't have to cover up and mm-hmm. Kuwaiti women are some of the most educated women in the entire world, let yes. me tell you. Mm-hmm. They all have like master's, PhD. You were in the region for a while, weren't you? Yeah. Yes, I was when I was uh, yeah. military, yes. Yes, Yes. so yeah. you, you know what I'm talking about. So basically, I work uh, in, I film in Lebanon with MTV, mm-hmm. and I was, invited by a group of which I won't mention to go and visit some refugee camps which I did and of course it impacted this was seven years ago so of course it impacted my life a lot when you see these children that have no shoes no food like forget the shoes they don't even have food Mm. you know Mm. um so it, it changed me a lot I was never I'm not a materialistic person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I'm not impressed by that whole nonsense. If you look on my life from the outside, you might think, oh my God, she's so glitzy and glamorous. But mm-hmm. it, it, 
I, I'm a friend, what it's what's in the inner core matters. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what someone looks like aesthetically. It matters what they stand for inside. So yeah. I just started my own cause for Syrian refugees mm. and I'm dying because I haven't been able to go in almost two years because uh -huh. of bloody COVID. Right, right. Um, but mm. I have an NGO for Syrian refugees mm -hmm. for because there's so many displaced kids and families and mm. it's just really it's something I'm really, 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 really passionate about. If I could do anything in the world, like if I won the lottery tomorrow, mm -hmm. I would just buy so much land mm -hmm. and just home every single refugee I could possibly afford to home. Wow. So, you know. Tell us, tell us, Tara, tell us a little bit about, okay, so with, with regards to your, your, your work concerning mm -hmm. refugee camps now, have you, if, and I know some of this is, you know, could be sensitive uh, type mm -hmm. material, I definitely mm -hmm. want to be respectful of that, you know, you, you certainly share what, what you feel comfortable sharing. Mm -hmm. Um, it, as far as your experience, and, and I, and I happen to notice, of course, on your, on your social media. You know, I, I saw, you know, some of the different places that you're visiting and just, just the wonderful kids that, uh, that you had opportunity to, to spend time with and just, I mean, just cute kids. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, that, uh, we get, we get to see a different side. Mm -hmm. We get to see, you know, the smiles. We don't get to see the, you know, the, the situation like you just mentioned, you know, as far as, you know, the, the poverty, you know no clothing or lack of clothing, housing, et cetera. Um, they don't have houses. They live in tents in a field. Tents. Wow. Boy. Yeah. Wow. You know, so don't, don't even think a house. <laughs> yeah. You're being very overambitious there with that. They live in tents in fields. Like if you go through some of my pictures, you will see yeah. like two to three foot snow during the winter. Then the snow melts. Then all their tents mm. are flooded. They don't have toilets. Mm. It, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, you know, well, thank you for correcting me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what, and you know what, and I, and I say that and see that that's why I've got you here. Uh, even though I've been there and I, and I know that too. And I, yeah. in my times in Kuwait and Iraq had the opportunity to see um, exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, so now what, what, as far as, of course, what you, you spoke about, what you do, uh, what you do as far as your your work, yeah. um, as far as fashion and sense like that, mm -hmm. how how much, I, I guess I'm thinking, wow, how much opportunity do you get to devote to, you know, doing the uh, time to as far as refugees and things like that? Um, physically, it's always a bit difficult because you have to understand that Lebanon, it's I don't know if you know that um, last August there was a huge explosion in Lebanon. So the, it, it's a country where the economy was already a disaster. And then there was a huge explosion last August, on August the 4th, of which still no one has been held accountable for. And so many people were killed and lost their homes and businesses. Um, so also where the refugee camps are, it's quite 
it's at the border of Syria and Lebanon. So I have to fly in because, of course, I can't fly into Syria. Right. So I fly I fly into Beirut in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. But because of the entire political situation, there's always political unrest in Lebanon. Right. I have I can never fully, you know, do a whole planned trip. I always go and suss out the situation. And is it feasible for me to go? Because I have to cross quite a few checkpoints, army checkpoints. Um mm-hmm. Some of my friends are politicians within that area and they will tell me, look, we don't want you to come today. It's a bit, you know, unstable up here, political situation. Even, you know, a few days ago, Lebanese people were attacking Syrian people as they were going to go and vote. So you can never, like I would go every month if I could possibly, but I, I cannot, you know, it, it's it's like I've been threatened to be kidnapped. <laughs> it's like, but they would give me back in a day so I'm not too concerned about that kidnapper but what I'm saying is it's, it can be very risky so yeah. that's a question I would love to say I go every month but unfortunately it's not something I can do so I go as and when it's because I have to be quite responsible as well and understand that I'm not going to save the world so I go when it's safe for me as well well you know and that's you know, and that's that's certainly understandable. You know, mm. um, I, to my listening audience, though, those out there that um, that don't maybe may not have experienced uh, international travel, such as uh, to the areas there in the Middle East, um, where Tara was talking about. Um, even even my view as a military personnel was was fairly limited. Um, mm. I mean, there were certain times of my different um, deployment access um, to different portions uh, there. We were in, uh, like I said, Kuwait City and um, and then uh, right outside of Baghdad and, and then in Saudi Arabia. So there was and there were still limitations uh, on us as soldiers and airmen. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, you, of course, you more than likely wouldn't be able to go to Lebanon, I would have imagined, when you were deployed there because right. of the unrest. Mm-hmm. Well, um, well, Tara, tell it. Can you, again, like I said, I, I'm trying to be careful how I ask it. I want to respect your man. No, just ask. It's fine. Ask. I uh, shall answer if I can. Mm-hmm. Okay. As far as. Uh, if you can speak about as far as your 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 family uh, your yep. in that area or in the Middle East? No, no, no. All of my family are in Ireland. In Ireland, okay. Yeah, it's just me, the Lone Ranger, the lunatic. <laughs> Ireland. Well, well, tell us. You know, it's kind of jumping around, and we'll and bear with me. We'll we'll definitely uh, veer back into the because I, I definitely. Um, want my listeners to hear more about especially with refugees and reference to that but i have i have to to jump to uh as far as ireland um yeah uh in my in my travels in the military um we've been to ireland several times actually shannon, yeah yeah shannon island is oh actually... yeah because you would do a stop off in shannon mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 so so ireland gosh you know it uh, do you do you get an opportunity to go back often to Ireland or? Yes, I. Uh, well, I'm here again now. This Pretty is cool. where I came to after LA. Right, right. But normally, when I'm living in the Middle East, yes, I would be home once a year minimum. 
Okay. And of course, obviously with COVID, that's... COVID has just upset everyone's plans, hasn't it? Oh, boy, yes. It's, a... it's too much now. I've had enough. I'm over it. Yes. You know, and I, I uh, listeners, Tara and I have had the, the opportunity to, like I said, to, to cross paths. And, and we, we both, I believe, were certainly in agreement that, um, you know, encounters and people that we meet, uh, certainly it's not... Um, you know, by some coincidence or happenstance, it's, it's, um, you know, very, um, uh, I'd say orchestrated from, from well above our, our, our work. I mean, I, of course I didn't know Tara from, I mean, she just happened to, I say happened, happened in my eyes to end up in, in my vehicle getting a lift. <laughs> that sounds so dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> That just sounds so wrong. She happened to be my vehicle. <laughs> I know. It was all legitimate, just to yes. all your listeners yes. know. Totally legitimate. Yes. And <laughs> listeners, you know, I said, you know I drive for Lyft. So, you know, job to get Lyft. So. Just, just putting that out there. I don't hop into random men's cars in Utah. <laughs> well, thank you for clearing that up. See? You're welcome. And again, if you, you're there, you'd know that I'm blushing again. You, <laughs> that's not even how I meant it. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, um, so, 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 yes. So we saying, I bet your question is going to be, how did I end up in the Middle East, right? Yes, yes. Yes, that's always everyone's question. Yes. How did I end up in the Middle East? Basically... I know this sounds really bad and I love Ireland and I love everyone in Ireland, but I always knew I wanted to live somewhere hot and sunny (laughs) because Ireland is definitely not hot and sunny. Mm -hmm. So after I finished studies, I went and worked in London. Okay. And my first job in London was with National Bank of Kuwait. Wow. Okay. And that's when it all started so basically worked with mbk national bank of kuwait Mm -hmm. which is where you know my association with kuwait first started so i'm mingling with kuwaitis every single day then i would visit yada 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 Mm -hmm. and then i used to go on vacation there it's like definitely not somewhere people go on vacation but because I have Kuwaiti friends I would go and stay with them on vacation and then I got offered a job opportunity in Dubai by a Kuwaiti owned company okay and I I was only in London for a few years so it wasn't like a big upheaval of a move um so then I went to live in Dubai Okay. Um, and then after two years in Dubai, I moved to Kuwait because I really, you know, Dubai it can be very um, plastic, <laughs> like very mm-hmm. kind of like Vegasy ish. Yes. Yeah. And um, it just my personality type. I'm quite insular, to be quite honest. You may not think that after I was in the back of your car, but <laughs> I love my, you know, mm. I don't like people in my face all the time. I love my own space. Mm. I love peace and quiet. And Kuwait is totally that for me. And it's where some of my closest, closest, closest friends in the world live. 
So I decided to move to Kuwait because it's more in alignment with my personality type. It's it, it's a you've lived there. It's mm-hmm. like there aren't loads of expats, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know I firmly believe in number one. I'm very ambitious, and I always tend to go. You know, tend to get what I want when it comes to career. Well, I work hard. Basically, yes. I work hard. Yeah. Um. And I also believe in everything happens for a reason. And I totally believe in being in the right place at the right time. Yes. Yes. And add into that the look of the Irish mm. and the gift of the gab. And <laughs> I think that's why I'm, you know, where I am today. Hard work, definitely, mm. definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it just then I just set up my own PR agency. It the mm. timing as well was key. You know, I I brokered a lot of deals for uh, very prominent fashion designers between yep. Paris and the Middle East. Mm. And yeah, I just live in the dream, live in the dream. Um, yeah. I really don't like going on about it too much because sometimes people are like, oh, my God, you're so glitzing. (laughs) I'm lucky, you know, I'm really, really lucky in life, but it doesn't come easily. I've had so many tearful nights. I've had many months of, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't get paid or it's a very competitive industry as well. Mm -hmm. So you have to. And, you know, that's why I think the balance of working uh, with refugees as I do I think I'm so passionate about it because it actually keeps me very balanced as well right. because you can get so wrapped I, I'm not I didn't I never did but mm-hmm. you know if fashion and tv industry can be that of a very toxic one yeah yeah I, I would imagine I would imagine yeah so um, I just like to have different outlets in life mm-hmm. hence why I'm so interested in you know, working with refugees. So that's basically how I ended up in the Middle East. Yeah, a little Irish girl in the Middle East. Okay, okay. Well, you know, and I and I can, um, you know, as you're saying that, I can appreciate, you know, certainly what you're saying. Now, while I've never been uh, involved in, in your realm in line of, uh, as far as background, whether it be fashion, television, uh, in, in that realm, I mean, as an outsider, I can, I can only imagine the, uh, the different pressures and um, temptations and things like that, that, that would come flying at you from, mm. um, like I said, I, I, I had mild, um, I, I try to draw a parallel, um, especially when I, when I speak with folks and just from what you're sharing. And I can't remember if I, how much I share with you, but um, some of my background, um, you know, I'm, I, I'm actually a, a licensed pastor and, um, and get out of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I spent some years in, uh, pastoral ministry and, uh, no uh way. yeah, yeah. And, and so why weren't we singing songs in the back of the car? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know Carpool karaoke, Kev. <laughs> See, no, we'll have to, in that, that would definitely be another, another whole conversation. Uh, I'll have to bend your ear on that one that just the experience but what a lot of people don't know you know even as a pastor there's different I think when any any um, any pursuits occupational vocational whatever it is anything that you're pursuing in life there's I think there's always a 
an opportunity for you to really to really stumble. I say stumble over yourself. And I say that as in getting so caught up in whatever it is you're doing uh, that, yeah. that you can lose life focus. And even even in even as a pastor involved in ministry, there is, you know, a, a temptations there like, oh, yeah, you know, you come over here. Uh, with this big church, we'll pay you this. And, you know, and there's, and it, believe it or not, like I said, most people don't, they're like, what, really? I said, there, there's, there's, there's things um, that, that people don't see. And, and yeah, of don't course. Understand. Um, so when I say, when you're talking about as far as your involvement with, you know, the fashion world and in television and things like that, that, I can only imagine, like I said, as an, as an outsider to that uh, industry, looking at it you know it, i would imagine you and you probably encounter it many of us were like wow that'd be great to be involved in that yeah that's so glamorous <laughs> yeah so you know as you're saying that i appreciate you sharing talking about you know there were times you know you, you know setting up your pr um firm in there that the times that you you know didn't <laughs> get paid and you know things like that i can only imagine but yeah that's reality you know i'm not gonna sugarcoat it and glam it up that's what you got to do to you know work hard and get to where you are you know mm -hmm. in life i think that's with anyone quite frankly i'm not you know not just me yes 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 well i definitely appreciate your uh, you know you sharing that and your your hard work i mean that's you know certainly i think that's good for all of us to understand and hear that and know that um it mm -hmm. wasn't wasn't something that was just handed to you um no uh, god no Oh, <laughs> she did. You worked hard uh, to get where you're at. Yeah. I still do. Yes, yes, and the work continues. <laughs> yeah, got a slave every day. Yep, yep. So, so talk to me. Um, kind of switching gears. You you mentioned as far as working with, that you found that 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 um. That being your now, you would say that as far as refugees, is that that a passion? You said it's a passion for you. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also like I just think it's a bit of a. I don't want to like sound too. Um, by the way, sorry, but I'm like I'm just not really religious person whatsoever. So <laughs> I, I I don't see it as a calling. So I don't want to undermine mm -hmm. what you do because what you do is the calling but I wouldn't say no. that what mm. um, I'm doing is a calling I would just say that it's something that I feel it's part of my role in life to be mm -hmm. quite honest is just to I think I'm lucky enough to have first-hand mm. experience like hands-on proper experience in refugee camps mm -hmm. and also I get to be able to share that story because a lot of people pay more attention to a white girl in refugee camps, which sounds really bad, but it's really true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And especially as someone who's, you know, white brought up in a Catholic family in a refugee camp with Muslims in the middle of a field, right. you know? Right. Well, can I, can I tell you something? Uh, mm -hmm. I, 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 talking about callings I, I believe that um, you know personally we each, each one of us uh, I, I believe I say potentially has a calling in life and mm -hmm. uh, and I, I I don't know I I, I believe that you know mm. 
you're sharing about as far as your your heart for for the refugee for refugees yeah and i i think you're I, personally i would say you know yeah that's that's a passion that you're you feel called and led to that um, mm-hmm. i guess depending on the wording you use but exactly exactly yeah. i don't want to throw around you know i don't want to throw around this big huge words you know because mm. Some people can be, not you, of course, but some people can be sensitive as to what words you use. But yeah. I just feel that it's something I'm, I, I believe if you're really passionate about something in life also, you should follow it. Yeah. Well, you, Always. Well, you had, you had, um, you know, opportunity. Um, and as we speak from person to person, you know, we might find some, some, um, um, some similarities in experiences and, and some of us have yeah. different life experiences where our opportunities were a little different and we were able to, and I, I think that, you know, the world that you were able to uh, be a part of, of course that opened up different doors and you were able to see different things. Um, exactly. So I, I think I, like I said, I, I, I appreciate you being sensitive with the, the words like that, but I personally, I think it's each one of us has a, has a calling yeah and um it's just of course just a matter of finding what that uh calling is or, mm-hmm. or purpose in life i think that's purpose actually i like that word purpose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a good word and i i because I, I you know and i say that because with what, what, what you're doing I, I you know quite frankly i i mean I, I don't have a passion my passions don't lie where your passions lie so I, I would I would be the worst person to try to like, oh yeah, I'm gonna Tara, I'm gonna hang out with you and do what you do and you know, whether it's fashion, TV or or refugees. You yeah. know, I, I my my heart's not there. Not that I don't care. It just Yeah. You know, my heart's in a in a different place, you know. Yeah, so, but everyone has to have different passions in life or the world would be empty, right? Exactly. Exactly. I I believe so. Well, it, 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 it balances, I think it balances us. It balances our... our Big styling. Big styling. Yeah. Yes. Balances me, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Balances so, the maniac in the back of your lift tab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> that will never oh, be lived down. See that? Well, you know... Yeah. Hey, Elite, you know, you you come back, you visit Utah, you definitely have your own personal Lyft driver. So, but so. see the look <laughs> of the Irish cab, the look of the Irish. Yeah, definitely. Listen, so, while mm-hmm. we're on the phone about Utah, you know, there's a. I have to say this because I was really impressed with it. There's a new airline that flies from North Ogden straight mm-hmm. to Burbank in LA. Really? Everyone yeah. in Utah should use it. Yeah. Avi- Avio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's really good. Really? Yeah, it's like a little small airline. So, Avia, if you're listening there in North Ogden, okay. um, Yeah, it's really good. Uh, That's how who I flew with back to LA into Burbank. Wow! Keep that in mind. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You're welcome. That's a little bit of marketing for you all the way from Ireland, (laughs) Avio. I don't get paid for this. Yeah. All right. You know that that's funny. You should say that. I um, <laughs> uh, I love how you say that. You don't, you don't get paid for that. That's see. That's I think it's I, on the, on this note. As far as like with this podcast, I've had I've had a couple of people ask me, "Well, what do you know? 
you have people on, you interview them, different things like that. What do you get out of it? I said, honestly, I said, you may not understand it, but I said, there's a, you know, there's a passion in my heart uh, to, to come alongside people and mm-hmm. what, whatever. And I say, literally, whatever they're doing in life, certainly as long as it's, as long as it's lifting people up in some way, you know, I, I, I find myself in agreement, you know, with, with that. And it can be, you know, what you're doing. Um, I've had conversation with folks that are uh, heavily involved in the music industry and, you know, mm-hmm. just, just various um, things, law enforcement, you know, different things like that, where their passions are at. And my passion is to, is to, to, to share with people, Hey, this is what, what all kinds of folks are doing in our community. That are, yeah. That are our world. And so that's, that's a passion for me. So I, I really, the only thing I get out of it is the satisfaction to get to know great people such as yourself. Yeah. And, you know, just Aww. get an opportunity to talk to people about what their passions are, are all about. So, so that's it's not all about the money. Anyone no. who asks you that again, you should tell them it's not all about the money. Money can't buy you happiness. That's true. This is yeah. true. Mm-hmm. But that's you know, true. but you know, it's, it's, isn't it interesting though? And I know you understand that it's, for example, like with, um, you know, Lyft, you know, I had the opportunity to um, meet and encounter lots of different people. And uh, in fact, for for this part, this very podcast, several of my guests were uh, individuals that I met. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. That's so funny. <laughs> I feel a new podcast coming on in the car. <laughs> you know what? I, I, somebody had said that at one time. Yeah, you should, you know, you could hook up a camera and you could do like live interviews and down. That would be so much fun. I would do it. Gosh, I know. I was like, whew. I said, you know, <laughs> those are, you know, it's, it's like what you said. It's kind of like, and certainly I don't, your passion for refugees and in comparison to my passions are <laughs> to be able to just like, well, my passions are just a little different. But if if I had, uh, like as you said, if I if I suddenly came into lots of money, won a lottery, and I was just able to do whatever, um, I would devote myself to something of that where I could go, you know, full time doing things like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, satisfaction, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fulfillment. Yes, yes. So anyway, gosh, I've blabbed about myself. Let's let's. Uh, Let's tell, talk to us, kind of shifting gears, something you mm-hmm. had said at the outset that I know we had spoke about that we wanted to touch on, too, as well. Um, you talked about, like, being in uh, in the Middle East, being in Kuwait, and mm-hmm. just some of the misconceptions of, of Muslims. Like you said, you're around Muslims. Mm-hmm. And talk talk to us about that. I definitely educate. I say educate us, myself included, educate us. What what types of things, you know, have you seen experiences, ignorance and things like that? Yeah, like a lot. You know, it's really, really bad. People, and I don't mean to sound really mean or anything, but I know a lot of Americans haven't really traveled that much. So they have this perception that's on the media. Uh, you know, if any bit of terrorism goes off, it's all like, those Muslims, those goddamn Muslims, those suicide mm-hmm. bombers, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. It, you know, Islam 
as a religion mm -hmm. totally condones terrorism. So it's like, right. it, it's not like it, it, people don't understand that there's extreme set, you know, yeah. it, it's crazy. Like there's Hezbollah that are in Lebanon. There's all these crazies like uh, Taliban that are mainly in Pakistan, mm -hmm. ISIS. Mm -hmm. that are mainly in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they're the terrorist organizations. I wouldn't say, like, Hezbollah, no, not as much, but for sure, ISIS, when it comes to uh, global right. perceptions of Muslims. Mm -hmm. um, Islam as a religion has nothing to do with any of these terrorist groups you know mm -hmm. if you're a muslim they don't go oh as part of being a muslim you have to go and you know kill a load of people so you go to heaven and have 40 brides and all this kind of utter nonsense right. but i've encountered so much of that in in my own country by the way um mm -hmm. and also in america mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to in regards to dressing and how they think that men perceive women, that mm. women walk four steps behind the men. No, they don't. Women are so powerful in the Middle East, you know. Mm. By the way, in every country, you know, I've seen in my own country where men treat women like crap. So it's yeah. like it's not to do with the country or the religion. It's got to do with the actual mindset of the individual. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, um, also, moreover, what I say is uh, Irish Catholics and uh, like I can speak on behalf of mainly Kuwaitis and Emirates because they are the main mm. people I hang around with. We're yes. very, very similar in respects to when it comes to family. Um, our upbringings are very similar. So there's a lot of cross connections. All it is is, you know, for me, I'm always like, I've had so many falling outs over the past few weeks over the Palestinian-Israeli situation because a, a lot of people in America don't, are not educated on the entire, they think that, you know, there's people from New York flying into Israel um, <clears throat> and claiming land in Palestine and they've never been to Palestine in their life. Mm. <clears throat> so religion, you have to really, I'm immersed in the whole culture of Islam in the Middle East so I can defend my Muslim friends when they get attacked or they get called names because I live within that culture so I do understand when people don't live within the culture they mm. look at mainstream media like stupid CNN and all this nonsense that oh you know this guy was he shot everyone and he was a Muslim you know, straight away. It's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. There's good and there's bad in every country, in mm. every religion. And unfortunately, I just put a, an awful lot of it down to people just not being educated about. And that's not saying people are stupid. I'm saying they're right. just not educated in the respect of they don't actually get to interact with. For example, I, I'm obsessed with Mormons. <laughs> Upset because I mm -hmm. saw Sister Wives. Yes, yeah. <laughs> even two years ago, when I was flying from Ireland, I flew into Salt Lake City from Ireland. And in Ireland, mm -hmm. we have American customs on the ground in Ireland. So we clear customs in Ireland because we mm -hmm. have an agreement with America. Right. The, the guy, he was saying to me, 
Salt Lake City. And I went, yeah, and he went, oh, why are you going to Salt Lake City? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like, what are you going there for? Yeah. At the cop. And I said, I'm going hunting for Mormons. <laughs> he was like, are you serious? And I was like, no, I'm going to be sister wife. And he was like, oh, my God, you are so crazy. And I was like, I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't want to be a sister wife. But I'm obsessed with them. Why was yeah. I obsessed with them? Because of the mm-hmm. program Sister Wives on TLC, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we definitely. Now, you're talking about, I know they had a couple of them. I know the one, um, Brown, Cody. Cody Brown, that they lived here. Actually, they lived in Utah, then they moved. In yeah. Nevada. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. I was obsessed. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's from, from, so this is like an example, a cross example of how people are uneducated because they don't know. So then I went to mm-hmm. Utah and I was like, there's no people like that here at all. What's going on? <laughs> and then even I met a few Mormons and I was like, so you don't have sister wives? And they were like, no. And no. I was like, oh, for God's sakes, this is so boring. <laughs> well, you know, so I can tell a lot of people would be the same when it comes to hardcore Muslims. You know, yeah. if, if they meet a woman who's covered with hijab, they might mm-hmm. be like, oh, wow, God, she mm-hmm. has to walk behind her husband. Right, right. You know? But trust me, people, it's definitely not like that. I have the most badass mm-hmm. Muslim female friends that definitely would never walk behind their husband. Trust oh. me. <laughs> wow. That's well, thank you for, you know, definitely shedding some light on that. I know it's it's what you mentioned. It's, it's unfortunate that 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 oftentimes people can, you know, in their ignorance, you know, come to some some uh, places of 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 decision in their head where they they've decided this or that about um, a culture of people or religion or something to that effect. But in this context, we're talking about, for example, with Muslims. Mm. I, I know it's it's. I, w- well, tell me, Tara, how do you, how mm. do you, how do you in your in your um, just in your experience, how do you mm. how do you get through that? I mean, how do you um, have you have you had? And I'm asking multiple questions here, so um, if you no, go ahead. Um, it, it, as far as as far as seeing this ignorance, have you had any to um, to to confront um, folks on that? In in other words, yeah. Oh my oh. God, yeah. What I've said to some people in. Ireland mm-hmm. when they bloody Muslims how can you live with those Muslims mm-hmm. and you know what I've said to quite a few oh I'm actually I let them go on and on and on and mm-hmm. that Muslims are terrorists and all they do is bomb people and the women get treated like beep mm-hmm. I won't swear on your podcast yeah. and all this kind of nonsense and I let them go on and on and then I go oh I'm a Muslim and literally the whole table goes quiet (laughs) and that's how I deal with such people and I'm like Mm -hmm. I literally could be a Muslim by the way I literally could and you've just said all of that nonsense all that yeah you know so that's how I kind of work it and Mm -hmm. it's not my job to make people feel inadequate or stupid it's my job to just kind of give different views you know if the country is that bad kuwait or the people are that bad muslims Mm -hmm. why on earth would my whole entire life be more or less in that country 
you right. understand it's like mm. no so but it's also good for people to hear it from my perspective as well because it's rare to meet someone you know so immersed in the community and in the society so I can give different aspects on it you know what I mean I never make someone feel really bad or stupid but if they're stupid I'll make them feel very stupid by the way <laughs> yeah that's god that's you know, well you know and and you just and you just hope um or like to believe that that hopefully um you know societies as a people no matter where you travel hopefully mm-hmm. And I say, I keep saying, hopefully, you, you just hope for the best that people are going to do better and get better, you know, in that, you know what I mean? As far as, you know, not resist, resisting the temptation to jump to conclusions uh, on people and just, you know. Unfortunately, people do, you know. It, this is just life and it's the world. And if you can set someone's, you know, mind straight just a little bit you're you're doing your part to mm-hmm. rid the world of evil and hate you know what i mean well you know it's 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 funny you should say that um you know i share with you just just experiences um you know even as a pastor um, yeah you know it's it's sad i uh, of course you know obviously being here in utah and i had different opportunities where um it was not flat out um, blatant uh, to the point of the color of my skin, but, um, you know, different experiences uh, led me to believe that, that the color of my skin was a problem. Um, Yeah. I can't honest God, sorry to interrupt you, but this is something don't get me started on that because I'll go on for about two hours. It drives (laughs) me demented. Mm -hmm. I have friends in LA that have the exact same color skin as you and they tell me stuff and I'm like no there's no way there's no way mm-hmm. and this shit that's up even that night that you dropped me when we were out met a group of guys mm-hmm. they were all lovely like you mm-hmm. and the cops were out on the street and two of the guys were like oh let's not walk that way and I was like what mm-hmm. and I was like do you feel intimidated because mm-hmm. of your color He's mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And I never realized it was that bad. Maybe I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe it's because I'm always with like Kuwaitis and they're dark skinned and that. So I don't, it never kind of registers in my head. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. But then when my friends in New York and LA that are all the same color as you, they were like, Tara, honestly, even it, it's meant, it's meant. Anyway, it's mental. I can't. Don't go down that rabbit hole with me because I'll just, it just drives me mad. It just, I just can't believe people are yeah. like that. It's, yeah, it, you know, it, it is pretty, um, I don't Mental? Even, yeah, I, I don't even know if, I don't even want to say surprising. It is, but it isn't. You know, it, it's surprising because, you know, we're, it, the time that we're in, you know, we're in 2021. I know. Still dealing with, with, you know, ignorance such as that. And so it's surprising in that sense. But then on the other hand, it's not surprising. Well, and as you know, you look around and (laughs) different madness here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess I've always been of the um, of the thought of, you know, trying to embrace difference. And, you know, it's like, well, you know, thank God we're not all the same color. We're not all, you know, the same race. We're not all, we don't all have the same exact like interests, you know, things like that. You know, we have, you know, you know, and it's as, as people, so. Variety is the spice of life. But yes, I thoroughly agree with you. It is, yeah, it is a bit noticeable. And I, you know, you know what? Uh, like, I think maybe in Utah, it's because there are more, way more white people than oh, yeah. there are not, you know? So I think it's more noticeable, to be mm -hmm. quite honest with you. Like, you know, in Ireland, even Irish, like, good old Ireland there's mm. so much more like they've even blown my brain Irish people when I come back every year I'm like wow they're so much more tolerant you know mm. so maybe it's just because there aren't enough like it's I, I, I don't know yeah. I don't know I don't know it's so weird mm. for me well you know in you in your in your travels of course you you get you know on end of you get to encounter and meet a lot of different people yeah. Um, uh, and I, I think that, you know, in my, in my, in my head, I'm like, man, that is so cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, like I was saying, um, as far as, you know, driving for Lyft, as corny as it may sound, as I shared it before with my listeners, but, you know, I said, I, I do actually enjoy Lyft driving as a Lyft driver. I said, just because, in part, because I said, because I get to meet so many different <clears throat> kinds of people. You know? Oh my God! Yeah, I can imagine, like maniac. I'm sorry, did you? So did oh. I sneeze? No, I coughed. Sorry. Okay. All right. Um. Did you hear that? I covered the microphone. <laughs> I did. <yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Um. But so no. yeah, that is an issue. I think you should have a rally in North Ogden down Fifty Second Street. Yeah. I'll join. I'll be at the front. See that? <laughs> Imagine. Yes, yes. Well, listen. Yes. Um. So, so, I guess the question is, of course, my listeners are probably wondering. Or mm. when am I coming back to Utah soon? When do you? you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I don't expect to get into that. I was you have a busy schedule, but but you do have uh, you do have um, an audience here. Um, certainly, you have uh, inspired uh, followers here. So for certain, uh, they, you know, doors obviously always always open when you come back uh, to Utah. Um, Thanks very much. I will be back probably in September, October. Okay. All right. All right. Well, get ready, Kev. Room, room. See that. <laughs> see. Um, well, listen, Tara, is there anything we're, we're kind of coming to a winding down point here? Is there anything um, for you further that you wanted to share or um, that you wanted to touch on? No, not really. Apart from just America educate yourselves on a lot of things to do in the Middle East and Israel, please. And mm -hmm. stop being racist. There you go. Oh. They're my words of wisdom for the day. 
Oh, that would be nice. That would be nice. Yes. Um, okay. Okay. And sister wives don't exist. There's <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to reserve for another conversation. There's uh, uh we used to watch uh, actually my wife and I we used to watch uh actually we watched Sister Wives, but there used to be this HBO show called Big Love. Oh, I just used to love that. But now that wasn't of course that was a written it was scripted, but but it was still pretty good. <laughs> and it was, was yeah, they in fact all the filming, most of the filming was here in Utah, actually. It's uh, no way. Yeah, you, if you get a chance, you know, you get some downtime, you know, just whether it's Amazon, I know it's I know it's on Amazon, uh, I know HBO Max, I think it was on. But anyway, yeah, if you if you remember, it's just called Big Love, and uh, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, yeah, the late uh, the guy that was playing the lead in it. Um, Bill Paxton, um, I say late, it's because he passed away. Gosh, he passed away. It's been a few years now. But anyway, he he played in that. He was the 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 patriarch, if you will, the guy that had had all the wives. <laughs> but, <gasps> I love him, hero. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, but uh, yeah. So again, that's we'll we'll definitely have to. Um, have you on again i have definitely have return guests so we'll um, do a video one next time in reality yes yes you know that's i was actually um i'm feeling that looking at looking at the uh the different uh platforms and um and you had mentioned that i I didn't realize even with the the whatsapp the whatsapp uh there is they do work with um with the platform that I use, Anchor. So there you go. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, yeah, we're gonna have to do that. Um I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yes. Stay cool. And thanks for doing this. I think you're really yeah. good doing this in Utah. Utah needs more Kev. Yes. Well thank you. Thank you. I know um yes, yes. I I I appreciate you taking of your time. Uh, no, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yes, yes, and I will, um, I, I will shoot you uh, a link once everything, is, uh, our episode is is complete as far as edit and all that, and get amazing. That, yeah, get that out to you, and and then also, cool. uh, again for for yourself, for my listeners, again you'll find this episode on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, so it has lots of visibility. Um, so definitely be passing, passing it along, uh, as you know, friends, family, etc. Um, and, 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 and hopefully you definitely enjoy it. Uh, certainly this interview with, with my new friend, Tara. And, uh, mm, again, so much fun. I, I appreciate you. Like I said, mm. Thank you so much. Yes, and we will we will definitely be in touch very soon. We and, shall. Yes, yes. Well, you have uh, a great evening. Of course Thank you. We're coming into your evening, so um, it's a little early here for us. But Well, you have a good day. I hope it starts hailstoning and stay cool in Utah. I shall, I shall. Take care, Tom. <laughs> Take care. See you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.